Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Dan Samoylov. So I've got a question for you today, and this one is all about something we all tend to do during an online product launch, and that's send emails. So here's my question for you about emails. How many of you feel bad, anxious, worried, unsure, or just plain confused about why, when, how, if you should be sending all those emails during your launch? I think all of us have felt that at one point or another, we feel unsure about the messaging we're sending. We feel bad, like we're bothering people. We worry that this email is going to make everybody jump off my list. We worry so much about our launch emails. Well, today I'm going to give you five ways to actually start feeling great again about sending all the emails that you want during a launch. Now, I'm not saying we're going to spam people here because I do not believe that. And I probably err on the side of sending less emails than I actually should. I'll say that because I'm not perfect and no one is really. Sometimes I think we all can go to either extreme of sending too few, too many, or maybe you could have just tried a little bit harder and sent one more. So today we're going to talk about five ways to just feel great about sending all those emails and four reasons why it is great to send all those emails during your launch. So number one, here's one major trick that I use, and that is I write my emails in advance and then I schedule them in advance too, or or better yet, if I have someone on board at the time, I will have someone else do the scheduling. First, there's something about having a space between when an email is written and when you push send. You're less self-conscious, you're less picky about it, how it sounds actually, and when if you do go back to edit it, it doesn't feel quite as personal. <laughs> and if you have someone else do doing all that or doing even part of that, it's even easier. So my, my tip is really try to write those emails before you hit that thick of the launch when you're stressed, when you're anxious, and you're wondering if anybody's going to buy, because people will feel your, I hope this works, energy right away. I mean, I definitely have learned this the hard way, and I do feel like even though you think you're just sending an email, no one can tell what you're going through or how you're feeling. I don't know how many times I've worked on online teams or virtual teams and known when someone was in a bad mood, even though I hadn't actually heard their voice or seen their face. So just remember that people feel you. So write it in advance and you're going to end up being like, yoo-hoo, I finished this in advance. This is awesome. Even if you go back to edit it, it kind of dilutes that feeling like you're doing something bad. Sending emails, sending communication during a launch, we got to do it. You got to. And by the way, if your mode of communication is not a launch email, but it's something else, just apply that to whatever communication method you use or channel you use. So next, uh, the next way that I want to share about feeling great about sending these emails is really for those of you who feel like maybe you're sending too many emails or on the other end of the spectrum, sending too few emails. So my, my kind of prescription for this is no matter who you are, 
send at least one more than you feel comfortable with the intention of reaching people who didn't see it yet. So it all changes with what your intention is. If you send one more webinar reminder, that's for people who didn't receive the first webinar reminder, okay? So you've got your emails outlined. This is for the people who might think that they've got too many. You've got your emails outlined. Maybe they're written. Maybe they're scheduled. Good job. Good job, sailor. (laughs) Now, look for one more place in your email strategy where you can send something. Maybe during a close, the close of the cart. Maybe during a price change. Maybe just a heartfelt email the day before you close. Maybe one more social media message. Maybe one more Facebook live chat. Do one more, okay? Now, if you're not sure people are paying attention, it's kind of the same advice here. You've got to send more. So I always think if you're not, if you're not sure you're sending enough, send one more. One more email, like one more social, social media message. Go on Periscope one more time. Do one more video. Send one more email or one more call out to your partners to do a share. You know, contact someone directly who is a potential someone who maybe was interested in being in your program last time but isn't. So communication is in many forms. I just use the more personal one as a potential way to get you off your buns. Okay, but always ask yourself this, no matter if you feel like you're sending too many or you're sending too few, you want to keep asking yourself, what one more thing can I share, send, or say? What else can I say? Okay, number three, this one is a tough one. And I found that it only happens over time. And sometimes we fall back on our bad ways. We get too attached. So detach. Focus the emails on who you are sending them to. Forget about yourself. Forget about how you sound. Ask yourself, what do, what do they need to hear? What does this person need to hear? This is a really simple script shift in your head. Because you've got a script running in your head, the movie of your life, the movie of your business, and you're telling yourself lots of little stories, but a simple shift really can help you feel great about what you're sharing. And instead of saying, are people annoyed with these emails I'm sending? You'll start to ask, hey, did I share enough value and information about my product to help them make their decision? Or did I not say enough? Did I share or speak to their hesitation to buy? Did I give them enough information to make their decision? Instead of saying, I'm sending this email here and here and here, make the email the star of the show and say, okay, the first email is going out today. Then another follow-up reminder going in two days. It's the email's fault (laughs) if someone isn't happy. I I love this because I always blame it on the email. The cook's in the kitchen. You know, it's it's the cook's fault. Of course, you're the cook, really. But look at the, try to like make the email the star of the show as opposed to yourself. And really, both of these just keep you out of the mix. Now, I know you've probably tried to be as personal and yourself and express and use your own voice, use you instead of trying to talk like somebody else or write like somebody else. 
But once you've done that, once you've put yourself on the page, the page is the star. You are no longer, okay? Number four, these are, again, five ways, simple ways, simple, (laughs) five ways to feel great about sending launch emails. So here's a really good one that I actually use a lot, okay? Not even just launch emails. Ask a question in the end so your email has a purpose. Sometimes it's just so it feels like it has a purpose, that you're not just sending an email out for no reason at all. Because I think that that's another feeling thing. People are worried that they're not giving value. And so if, you're, if your email has a purpose, ask a question. That'll, that'll help you get there. Honestly, like I said, I love sending emails with questions. Uh, it really makes it more about the person who's receiving it and you needing their input. I mean, how many of us like actually truly want to get the down and dirty, what will you, what do you want to learn from me? Answer from them, from your audience, from your mailing list. Don't you wish like 50 people would email back? I want this, please make this and I will buy it. So I'd say asking questions is a pretty good thing. And there's a nice side effect to asking questions because people get used to seeing you ask questions. They will start getting used to answering and interacting and being part of a conversation. So you get taken out of the equation. It's more about you, about finding out more about what they need. If you don't have a question to ask, if you're like, I don't really have a question, then ask yourself, okay, at least know this. And you can even do this. Like I have a, I usually have a Google Doc full of certain types of emails. Like the launch emails will be in a Google Doc. I'll write like the subject line, like if there's a segment, special segment it's going to, to, and then I'll say intention. I might say webinar replay announcement. Uh, bonus ending, like closing one, closing two. Give that email an intention. Why are you sending it? Why is the email going out? So that's number four. Number five, variety. Make sure there are emails that are short, they're long, selling content, maybe some that are just you know, maybe it's a video, maybe there's a video embedded, maybe there's, maybe there's a little audio clip, send it different times of the day. I mean, don't send 10 page essay emails every single time you email out. I know some people do that where they'll send long email, long email, long email, long email. For me, I can only read so many long emails like that. Unless you are the most amazing, engaging writer ever, then I want to see, you know, a little variety in there. You can do short, long, formatted with images, text only, maybe one line. I like that kind of variety. Also, people glaze over when they see the same thing every single time. Their eyes glaze over. They kind of stop reading. Shake things up and try to send more or less. And when you send them at different times of the day, that's great too. Okay. So let's go back through these five. I've got one more bonus one to give you. So write your emails in advance and schedule them in advance. Always ask, what one more thing can I say, do, or send? 
to help someone basic. All of this is about making the decision. Number three, detach. Focus those emails on who you're sending them to, not you. Number four, ask a question so you give your email a purpose. Number five, shake things up. Variety, spice it up. Long, short, got it? There's different ways you can do that. There's different ways you can make emails have a little bit of variety. And number six, this is the bonus one. And this is one, I think, if you've got certain tools that make it easier to do them. I know that there are like, there are plugins and different things like that for uh, email systems that don't have this. But first, start paying attention to who is clicking and interacting on your emails and your content. Just like you create, if you haven't done this already, but if you, let's say you've created Facebook ads and you are creating different types of custom audiences, think about doing a similar thing inside your email system. So if you've got a system like ConvertKit, Entreport, or Infusionsoft, I use Infusionsoft, but I also do have a ConvertKit account just so I can kind of see it develop. Um, you'll, if you have any of these, you're going to be able to tag people based on their actions, their interaction with emails, their clicking, their opening, their non-opening, whatever. So you can literally kick off your launch with like um, maybe an email that has a question and ask people to click on the link that best describes them. Then during your launch, you'll be able to send specific emails out to those different lists. And that might actually be just something you do way before the launch. You know, are you interested in bicycling, rafting, crochet. You know, you don't want to send a crochet offer to the rafting group. Well, maybe you would. Maybe they want it. Anyways, later you'll be able to use these three categories as who you send your emails to. And you won't have to send each and every email to every single person. Actually, in fact, you know, now that I think about it, during a launch, you might actually already naturally have different types of people who make up that kind of launch list. You're going to have the people who register for the webinar. That's one, web, webinar registrants. You're going to have the people who attend the webinar. You're going to maybe have a VIP or an interest list that maybe you started before the launch. Maybe you'll have your main list. Maybe you'll have a newsletter. Maybe that'll be different. The main list might be like everybody. Maybe you have people who've just signed up for your podcast. Maybe you've had people who've opted out from the launch emails. So if you've never seen uh, an email that says, hey, if you're not interested in this product, you can click here and we won't send you any more emails about it, but you'll still be on our list for resources and whatever. I think having that kind of a link is great because it is, that's that like hits our biggest worry when it comes to sending launch emails. Are we bothering people? Are they gonna, we don't want them to leave our list if they're the, maybe it's just not the right time for them. To, to buy our product or to work with us or whatever it is. So this way you won't send to everyone if you don't want to. And it's really, really helpful to have these different types of groups, especially if you're also promoting affiliate products or if you're doing other types of partner promotions. So I highly recommend, you know, checking out one of those systems. ConvertKit is very easy. Um, Infusionsoft and Entreport have... Um, 
like a little bit more of a learning curve, but they're not too bad either. But then again, I'm, I'm used to those, so I probably am not the best person to tell you how easy or not it is. All right, so before I let you go, one thing, I do have a little launch emails mini course It just talks about the five emails that you should send during your launch, and it just will get you started. It's definitely not the exhaustive list of emails that you need to send during a launch or the types of all the communication you might send during a launch. It's just some basic info, but we do go deeper into this in Fearless Launching, and we're going to have one more live round this fall if you join before we start launching, which is going to happen in November. Uh, if you join before launching, we, we launch then, you will be invited to some pre-game events that we're going to be having just for the Fearless Launchers. So head over to fearlesslaunching.com. You'll see that the pro level is not available, um, but depending on when you're listening to this, it might be. But as of September, October, it will only be the solo, do-it-yourself, self-paced version that is available. And you can check that out. We definitely, there is one section all on communication. And communication is my favorite piece of the puzzle because I think it is the make or break when it comes to everything in a launch, whether it's communication with your team, your your leads, your customers, your affiliates, you know, partners, whatever. I feel like, you know, this is the place to focus your attention. If you can get your skills up on the communication front, you will have a much more successful launch, uh, even if your launch is simple by guru standards. All right, so hopefully you feel a little bit better about sending all those launch emails, and I would love to hear from you, so definitely head over to ansomorelove.com forward slash contact, write me a message, let me know what, what's up with you, and and let me know if you like this episode. I'm, I'm definitely wanting to share with you some more very practical ways, little tricks, things that I do as I'm putting together launches for myself and my clients, so Thank you guys so much and I will talk to you soon.